Welcome to another inspirational message from City Life Center Church. If you are ever in the area, come visit one of our services. We would love to meet you. Enjoy the message. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. This is what the Lord says, stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient paths, ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. Are you in? in. Let's go. God bless you guys. Have a seat. Open your Bibles up to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. My son was eating some ramen noodles yesterday and I said, hey, you know why they're called ramen noodles? Because they're like, they're noodles, which are, you know, it's pasta, which comes from Italy, which is where Rome is. That's what they call ramen. He said, Dad, you're so stupid. <laughs> uh, over the past 11 months, I've been leading you on this little journey. We've been calling it Adventure Highway. It's a journey of this ancient path. It's this journey of following Jesus. It's this spiritual pathway that's filled with twists and turns. And, and before I launch my Christmas series next Sunday, which I'm actually pretty excited about, I'm going to share really kind of a wrap-up. My thoughts on this Adventure Highway with this final message of my Future Forward series with this message entitled, The Best is Yet to Come. I love those words. I want you to say it with me. Come on, you can say it with a growl. The best is yet to come. You have this amazing future that's ahead of you. Uh, you know, there's, it's, it's life experiences and, and relationships and heartbreaks and uh, even mistakes from your past that have actually helped to carve out where you're going for your future. And no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, your best, the best, is yet to come in your house, in my house, and in our house. Uh, about a year ago, I had, this, I had this flashback this morning from one year ago. I think it was, I think it was like the, the, uh, the, just the events of the morning, getting out of the car, being the first to arrive, and that's pretty normal for me, I like to get up here pretty early, but it's dark out, there's no one around, it's, it's moist and damp, and, and, uh, and I parked, a, you know, I parked over in the City, City Life Partners parking, and, and and I, I, as soon, and I had my coat on, my overcoat, because, you know, it, it's Texas. You have to wear a coat. It's fine. I saw someone walking in front of my office the other day. It was, I looked at the thing. It was 65 degrees outside. He had this long overcoat with a hat over his ears and gloves. I thought, you know, so, 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 it's so Texas. You just got to love it. We wear sweaters because we didn't get to sweat enough during the summer. All right. But, uh, but, but just, I, I was wearing my overcoat, had it on, and was, was getting out of my car, and I put my feet on the ground, and all of a sudden I had this flashback from a year ago. Because I remember it was one year ago, this Sunday, that I was getting out of my car for the first time without my leg being in an immobilizer. And it was at that time when I realized that the immobilized leg was actually a little easier to get around with than the leg which was no longer on an immobilizer because of something called atrophy. And, and my muscle had dissolved in this leg. And, and uh, I had to pack all my stuff. I remember I would have to plan at least an extra 15, 20 minutes on Sunday mornings just for this little 
episode right here. I'd have to get my stuff from the car, pack it into my ugly gray hiking backpack, and somebody would ask, I had several people ask me, why do you put your stuff in that ugly backpack? Let me get you something nicer while you're on crutches. I was like, no, because I keep this backpack because I want to remind myself I'm going to be backpacking again. I'm going to be hiking again. I'm going to be taking my trekking poles up into the mountains, and I'm going to do this again. I'm going to get over this situation that I'm in. And uh, as I was getting out of the car, it just kind of reminded me of where I was a year ago and where I am today. And I just have to say thank you to God because and I'm grateful for medicine. And I'm, just, I'm grateful that I'm up walking around. I'm grateful that I'm not angry at God because I was doing God's work when I had the spill and that broke my, my knee. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like holding anything against God that I still I'm struggling to get my leg back to where it needs to be. Uh, and I, I, I carried this walking stick up here on, on the stage today. And many of you remember that I used this in one of my summer messages. It's right after the time that I no longer had to use a walking stick itself or crutches at all. And I, I, I had this and I took this. And, and this just reminds me of that trucking pole, which gives us the stability, gives us the strength to get through anything. And really, this just represents Christ because we lean on Him in the middle of everything. And you can keep, keep taking steps forward no matter what's going on in your life. Romans chapter 8, verse number 28, which I'd like for you to take a look at. Hey, somebody catch this, Devin Woody, catch, catch. Woo, yeah, you're a good man of God. Uh, Paul knew adversity. He's the writer of this, and uh, he knew about problems and sacrifice. He, he, he understood trials. He, he knew what it was like to have haters. Uh, he understood miracles. He said these words, guys, I want you to get this. He said, in all things, God works for the worst of those who love him. Is that what it says? No, <laughs> I'm glad you caught my error there. God works for the what? The good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Anyone in this room has been called by God according to his purpose? Then that's you. Hey, I love this scripture. This assures me that no matter what has happened, there's a future ahead. Now, I want you to look down at verse number 31, because Paul says a lot in here. I'm just going to pull out a few things. But Paul goes on to say this in verse 31. He said, come on, put stars by this, underline this, make sure this is in your notes for today. If God is for us, who in the world can be against us? I added in the world. But you know what? Who can be against us? Basically, it's this reminder that God wins. And if we're attached to God, if we're a child of God called according to his purpose, it's going to all work out. Look down at verse 37. I've been alluding to this scripture for the last three weeks. Look down at verse 37. Paul goes on to say this. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I love this. I love, I love this that love is in past tense. He loved us before we even knew him or loved him. And I'm not just a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. And the best is yet to come. You see, if you view your future through regret or the past or disappointments or hurt or, or those feelings that, that God's goodness just isn't there for you, then you're going to actually start to find yourself wanting to give up. All you have to do is live long enough and you realize that life can be painful. But no matter what you're facing, no matter what's going on around you, you need to believe that God has his best in mind for your future. Why? It's because God makes all things new. Regardless of whatever season you're walking through right now, those words speak volume. Not only does God make all things new, but God uses all things for your good. I like new things. I like good things. New and good. Who doesn't want that? I remember one of the most, one of the most fun times I ever had is I bought 
I, I bought a brand new car several years ago, and it was, it was like my dream car. And, and my wife and I, we talked about it for a long, long time, and it was a, it was a convertible Thunderbird. And I, it was extreme, it was excessive, but it was, the only, it was the only time I've ever done that. And I loved it, and we, I just had the best time with that car. But it was new, and it was good. It was really good, because I could take it out on the highway, get it up to 150, and that baby would just hug the ground before the governor kicked in. I only did that once, and God forgave me for it. All right, But, but listen, really what you have to do, though, is embrace what's amazing in your life in spite of the pain. New and good, that's what God has for you. As I was studying the scripture about how God uses all things for good, I researched in the original language what that word all meant, because I wanted to make sure all meant something that I was saying here. I don't want to tell you something that's not in the Bible. And so I, I got down to the road. What did this word mean? And here's the, here it is. Hold your breath. All means all. I mean, it's crystal clear. God is going to get you through and us through all things. Because in Jesus, we find meaning for our everyday moments. In Jesus, we find hope for our hurt. In Jesus, we find joy in the small things. In Jesus, we get peace in our storms. In Jesus, we have this new life with, with expectation for this glorious future. And all means everything also. In other words, it's all inclusive. God works for your good, not just with the happy things, but in all things. And every single thing that occurs in our life works for our good if, if we love him according to his purpose. You know, simple inconveniences, serious trials, oh, those are all things. That's part of it. Things that are inconvenient and hurtful, uh, deceitful or someone has really hurt you, uh, things that are upsetting or confusing or unexpected, things that are painful, things that are sorrowful, uncertain, frightening, or shameful. God is working through all these things to bring your glorious future into being. So get up. Come on, guys. Rise up. Stand up. Put one foot in front of the other. If you have to watch the little, the little Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer uh, uh, cartoon this year to hear that little song, put one foot in front of the other. You know you want to sing it with me. Come on. Put that ambitious smile on your face. Live future forward because the best is yet to come. Because God wastes nothing. And he somehow weaves it all together for your glorious future. Connections and, and disconnections. Things coming apart. Things falling apart. Your best day. Your worst day. Opportunities gained. Opportunities lost. Good seasons. Bad seasons. Problems. Solutions. Conflicts. Re resolutions. Trials and triumphs. Relationships and acquaintances. Sickness and health and poverty and wealth. God uses it. In the message version, it's stated this way. I like this. It says, we can be so sure that every detail of our lives, of the love of, love of God, every detail in our lives of the love of God is worked into something good. Choose today to get out of your ditch of despair because your best is yet ahead. Now, because I'm not in any way trying to diminish um, difficult things. I, I, I'm not trying to make light of the undeserved things so many of you have faced 
recently or maybe even this year. But I want to encourage you that in all things, God still has a glorious future in mind for you. So what we do as people of faith, we join with God in spite of the challenges to take ownership and possession of our glorious future. It means that you choose to change a few things in your life so you can move forward on this journey. New Year's right around the corner, and soon uh, anyone who's progress-oriented, you're going to make some, some uh, opportunities to initiate change in your life. We call those New Year's resolutions. But, 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 but the New Year doesn't make things happen good automatically. It's not like January 1, 2017 has a magical power to like increase your bank account balance or decrease your weight or increase your muscle or decrease your stress. No, actually what it is, it's resolve for change that comes from the inside because resolve is really the root of resolution. Honestly, I don't believe that, I, I, I actually, I, I believe that any resolve is good resolve and you should go ahead and get some resolve right now four weeks before you feel obligated to do so. Just pick a time and do it pick it today. See, I'm a person who believes in the power of resolve. I like what resolve does for me. I like what resolve does in me. It helps me to get back up. In many ways, though, uh, resolve is kind of like faith. As we are filling out our 5X faith dream cards uh, before the end of the year, we're doing it with resolve. We're believing that God is up to something big in our lives. We, we choose to believe that we are going to have resolve over the next couple of years in our homes, in our families, in our businesses to see 5x growth, five times growth in various areas of our life. In fact, I was looking at it today. And I, I, a wonderful thing about this is I have all these, put it on the wall in my office, but, but I also get a cheat sheet too because I get to keep this with me. This is the spreadsheet of everyone and what your faith dreams are. I, I just was going through it again this morning. Here are just a few, just a, a few of them. These faith dreams for you, your home, and your business. 5x more faith in God to never entertain another, another worried or fearful thought. I like this one, 5x less clutter. Hello. <laughs> faith to pay off the $279,000 debt my business accumulated over the past four years that almost took me under and then see a 5x increase to reinvest in other people. Another one, faith that my business will grow and be influential, that I will become a leader and a manager at my job. Another says, I dream that one day I'll have a job, the opportunity to invest more of my time into doing ministry. I dream of, of doubling my current income. I, I dream of being married by the end of 2017. Hey, that's all right. Another Faith dream that we will find our home, that God will provide a home for us. You see, I, I, I love this stuff because you're putting faith out there and saying, I'm going to believe God for this, and I'm even willing to write it down and have the pastor pray with me. Guys, that's a way to start the process. We begin to carve out your faith dream now for what God's going to do before the new year, and then you make resolve to get behind it and say, I'm going to move forward with it. Knowing, knowing this, that it will take a huge degree of God's power to actually get you there, right? So here's what I'm asking you to do. Resolve that 5X growth begins on January 1st, 2017. But what you have to do is take action now. Prepare your heart, initiate your faith, write it down, get specific because it's not God's will that your life remains static. 
fact, we're going to kick off 2017 a little bit different this next year. And I want you to join me and I want you to invite your friends because on New Year's Day, we're going to have our worship gathering. Uh, January 1st, it's going to be at 5 p.m. We're going to cram our chairs in here. And, and so I'm going to say sleep in, but plan to be here at 5 o'clock on New Year's Day because we are planning a really fun, terrific, yet God-engaging uh, worship gathering as we launch into our new year. And, and your friends will love it. What a great way to get started. It's a good way to start the year. It's an optimistic way to start the year. Get that resolve now and, 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 and get with some other people of resolve to kick off the best year of your life. I simply live with belief that, that, that where there's resolve, I mean, there, there's hope. We don't live with resolve. I mean, everything collapses around us. We're driven by the wind, and, and, and I'll be dictated to live my life according to the culture. And then what happens is nothing in my life will change for the positive. But when I live my life according to God's word and the scriptures, it, it, things just begin to turn around. I don't have to force it. God simply makes it happen. After carving out my own 5X faith dreams for my house, one of the things that I did as the leaders, I made the decision before anyone else did to, to plant a financial seed through my own 5X faith offering. But I began giving on that back before I even started the series just because I knew that's what I needed to do because I wanted to plant a seed of faith to initiate the 5X faith dreams that, that I'm believing for for my life. I don't want to tell you this. Though, the offering that I pledged was actually not reasonable. I also knew that my 5X faith dreams were not reasonable either, but faith isn't reasonable, and so I just put it all down there, you know, because I just was going to have resolve to do this. Reason, I have to kind of let that go because God's involved. I'll tell you the truth. God worked a miracle last week, which was completely unexpected. I received in the mail a settlement check. I'll be honest with you that I had no idea was coming. It just looked like a normal little envelope. You know, they kind of hide those things, making you think it's something else, and you're going to throw it away. Well, it was actually three times my 5X faith pledge. An amazing blessing, which allows me to pay off my doctor's bills. It's an amazing blessing, which allows me to continue to give toward my 5X faith goal. And I'll just tell you guys, I, I just share that with you, not to, I'm not bragging on me, I'm bragging on God. It, it, just, it just energizes me more than ever. It energizes me because I'm now believing even more so that the 5X faith dreams for my house and the 5X faith dreams for our house, city life, are going to be realized. Guys, we are believing for 5X, five times congregational growth. This, this place is going to be the home for people who are hurting and broken, who've been shunned at other churches and pushed back. That means that our church will, will within two years, I believe our church will accommodate 1,000 people in our weekend services, and it'll allow us to be well-poised to get additional property and move forward. I'm believing for 5X outreach growth for our church, that, and, and we can even track this financially. By, by the time we set up our 2019 budget two years from now, we're going to see a five times increase in the dollars that we're designating toward outreach and missions. Five-time kingdom growth. I, I, I want to just know that, that this is the biggest one. Salvation prayer responses and water baptism in our church, it's going to increase by fivefold by the end of 2018. That means, that means less people are on their way to hell and more people are on their way to eternity. God wants us and God wants you to surge forward with resolving your own life. God causes the things in your life to work for good when you're living it with faith. I love reading David's psalms because they're full of honesty about the dark nights of despair when God seems a long way away. And David always tends to uh, 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 just trust God 
that God's going to pull things together and turn the tables around. And I love the scripture in Psalm 65, verse 11. And some of you guys just need to make this your scripture for this year and next and the next because it works good. Because David says this. He said, God, you crown the year. I like the crown. The crown is like the finishing touch. The crown is royalty. You crown the year with bounty. And your carts overflow with abundance. I mean, how would you be living different today if you really believed God wanted to crown this year, 2016, with abundance? What does that look like for you? I don't know, but I'll just tell you what it looks like for me. This morning, I was making another quick trek out to my car over at the uh, partner's parking, and, and I ran into Joel Labras. And Joel said, hey, you know Jamie. I'm going, Jamie, 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 Jamie. Yeah, Jamie Weiss. I said, well, yeah. He began on to explain me. Explain to me that that's his youth pastor who invested in him, poured so much of his life into him. And then he went on to say his youth pastor told him recently that he came to Christ under my ministry when I was a children's pastor. We were at a big church, huge church, and, and I, pr- I probably had about, we had about 500 kids in, the, in all the children's ministry, and I directed that whole thing, and Jamie was one that I'll never forget, because that little kid was wired, man. I tell you what, he was wired for sound and everything else. Little Jamie gave his life to Jesus in one of my kids' services. Little Jamie was called to be a pastor in one of my kids' camps years later. Little Jamie went on to obey the call of God. Jamie poured his life into a boy named Joel. Joel found out about us through the Christmas online message a year ago and said, I want to go to that church. And Joel came out here and joined us. And now Joel's up here playing the drums. Joel's little brother is back there with my son, Ian. And they're investing in the lives of children who are going to grow up to be youth pastors and pastors and missionaries. They're going to come back and bless you. Do you want to know how my life is overflowing with abundance today? Huh. Take that. God has good plans for you. God has good thoughts toward you. God says this to you. I know the, pl- I, I know the plans I have for you. They are plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Because God's will for you is good. So is your heart crushed And broken? Well, Jesus can make it whole again. Is your marriage falling apart? Is your family fragmenting and going in different uh, directions? Jesus can make it good again because what seems impossible can be transformed because the best is yet to come. Transformation is what God does best. Transformation starts on the inside and goes out. So keep loving God. Keep living your life called according to His purpose. Then ultimately, God will orchestrate things for His purpose. And don't you dare give up on your adventure highway in your pursuit of Jesus. There were times when I was serving as a children's pastor. I'll just tell you the truth. It was hard. It's like, oh, it's a hard taking care of kids. You don't understand. I work for a lunatic boss. Yeah, he was. He was. He was, uh, he was crazy. I worked for a lunatic boss. He knows it. They they literally would say, you're going to stay up here three days and three nights all night long and get work done because I don't care. You're not going home. Now, I did disobey him, and I snuck home a couple times, and I asked God to forgive me later on. But I'll tell you what. I kept serving God in the middle of that, and look what God's doing today. The best news is that God is now at work in your life revealing new plans for your future. And there is nothing that God cannot fix, and your best is yet to come. All things can be made new. 
And you can, you can get a brand new start in Jesus and get on that adventure highway because it's yours to conquer. See, and if that's what you really want, what happens in you is you start to crave God's word. You're going to be drawn to the truth of God's promises. And, and you will begin to believe along with me that the best chapter of your life is yet to be written in 2017 and in 2018. And you're going to have the best conclusion ever with eternity. So when things are going well, God gets the glory. When things are going terribly, God gets the glory and we worship anyway. And it's amazing that God gets the glory in the worst of circumstances if we trust him and put him first. Paul said it this way, I have learned, say learned, that's a cognitive activity. It's something he had to make himself do. Some of you are in school, you know you have to cram it in. Come on, learn to be content whatever the circumstances he said, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret, learned a secret, and what's the secret of being content in any and every situation? Being content regardless. But he says there's a secret that he learned about how to do this, and like, well, where's the secret? Well, you got to look down at the next verse, because Philippians 4.13, he says, here's the secret. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, yeah. So you, let's delete those words, I can't, out of our vocabulary. Remain faithful with your reliance on God and continue to worship and praise Him regardless of your circumstances and just simply keep giving the glory to God. A lot of times we roll our eyes at sports figures and say, well, I'm just giving all the glory to God and they're all sweating there and they're happy because they did whatever. I couldn't have done it without God. You're going, oh, you know. Sometimes you think, why, why are you bringing God into it? I just want to say this to you. Regardless of what you think, at least they're attempting to get the focus off of them and to get it back onto God. They, they, they are attempting to show humility and glorify God, and we can never despise it when anyone does that, no matter what we think. Because if we really believe we can do all things through Christ and that we will let Him get the glory, then we just need to start living it. And that's why I want to say to you, keep making Jesus known because your best is yet to come. And God can use anything and everything to give Him glory because He's about restoring. God is about rescuing. God is about redeeming you. God is about giving you, you hope. I want you to have this faith perspective in life, and it's, it's not about downplaying the difficulties, but it's about being certain that in the middle of the difficulties, God is bringing you new life because it's going to happen both today and in the future. Because a year ago, I couldn't walk, and I had to sit up here at a table and preach to you and crutch up here and hope I wasn't going to fall. And now, you can't stop me from moving around. They try to keep me isolated with the lights here. I just love having my legs back. The story of our house, city life, has been the same. We've seen seasons of victory and pain and fragility and growth. And, and, but I can't wait to tell our story again at the partnership lunch today. And, and the thing is about us, we've never let go of our dreams that God has put in our heart, and neither should you. Always believe the best for your future because the best is yet to come. Regardless of where you are right now, there's a powerful God who's right there in front of you leading you forward. Your difficult past, your current pain is no match for the healing power of God. There's a holy calling that's already on your life. And I want you to walk into that wide open space and live future forward. Because without note, without any doubt, the best is yet to come. Your life is like a work of art. And at times, you may not see the beauty, but it's coming together. Sometimes you don't really know what God is doing with the art. And guys, I want you to put up that, that next slide of the artwork up there. Because sometimes it looks formless. 
It appears to be like random nonsense. That's your life. But don't give up on what God's actually doing. God's working a masterpiece in you. He, he's creating beauty out of this mess. He's bringing order and purpose to what was disjointed and confused. Jesus is about creating something wonderful in you, more wonderful than you can ever imagine. And what you thought was ugly when it's positioned right changes because in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Because you are a masterpiece in progress and the best is yet to come. For Solomon said it best, He has made everything beautiful in its time. So let's move future forward. I have an extended closing today. We have plenty of time, so we're okay. But right now, I'd, I'd like for there to be no movement at this time. Leaders, please pray, and I'd like for you to, to close your eyes and focus internally. I just to ask you, does God have a plan for your life? Well, of course. I'll just answer that. <laughs> is God's plan for your life to keep you beat down and disappointed and confused and fractured? <laughs> I'll answer that for you. Of course not. And if you're hurting right now for any reason, I want to pray for you to have the power and strength and resolve to move forward. Because I want to pray for real people this morning, people who are willing to say, I'm a little hurt right now, and I'm feeling some pain, and I've had a setback or two, Pastor pray for me. Come on, lift your hands up all over this room. You want prayer right now? Lift your hands up because I'm going to start praying for people. Just keep them up. Keep them up. Keep them up. While your hands are up, just keep your hands up. Some of you may even want to lift your other hand right now. Come on, guys. Everyone just focus in on Jesus. I'm praying for you guys. I'm connecting my faith with you. I'm going to pray over you right now. I pray in the name of Jesus that every person who's going through a tough time right now, that you will be filled as your hands are lifted up. You'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I, I, I pray that you will do the works of Christ and believe in the cause of Jesus in this world. And that you will reclaim your sweet spot. And you will serve and you'll be glad where you're serving. And you will watch God work a miracle in your life for all things work together for God's purposes because he's called you, he loves you, and you're his child. And God, I pray that you will bring revelation to every person regarding next steps. And Lord, let it even begin before people leave this room today. You put your hands down. Maybe also you're here today and you've never really surrendered your life to Jesus. Maybe over the course of your life, you've uh, drifted from your relationship with Jesus. But if you want to know him, you want a new beginning. You want to embrace your sense of God-given purpose. I want to give you also an opportunity to respond. If you want to be included in this prayer and surrender your life to Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to respond by lifting your hand also. Because faith is when we respond outwardly to that stirring that's happening inwardly. And Jesus loves you more than you can imagine. Jesus died for you so that you could have life and everything will change today. Please lift your hand. Please lift your hand. You are ready to receive Christ. You're ready to surrender your life completely to Jesus. Put your hands so that I can see it because I want to connect my faith with yours. Come on, everybody in this room, pray with me right now. Where you're seated, pray with me. Come on, right out loud. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. I believe you're the Son of God. Please forgive my sins. Today I give up my past and I embrace the future that you have for me. 
I choose to live future forward. I believe the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. For more information about how you can get involved with City Life locally, text CONNECT to 41411. Again, that's CONNECT to 41411. Or visit us online at citylifecenter.org. We would love to.